Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth and concepts for improving organizational culture. This is your host, Philip Grison. As you increase your wisdom, I hope you enlighten others on your path towards greatness. If you want to go further, head over to leaderthink.com. Hey, everybody. I've noticed something that keeps coming up in conversations I have with people. People who really want to improve their culture. It is verbalized in many different ways, but the root communication is typically the same. How in the heck do I do this? Sometimes it's verbalized like this. It would be nice if you had a specific set of step-by-step instructions we could follow. Other times, it has included a little judgmental negative emotion with the communication If you can't give us a detailed plan on how to exactly implement human performance into our company, then you really don't even know what you're doing. Even though it sucks to be on the receiving end of a comment like that, I can relate to it. There were times in my life where I wanted the same thing. For someone to explain to me, step by step, how to do something that in reality required figuring out those steps all on my own. When people truly want to improve their lives or their organizational culture, to develop leaders, or to implement human performance, they always want to know how to do it. Unfortunately, there is no one-size-fits-all approach. It doesn't matter if the topic is leadership development, human error, a physical exercise plan, or how to meditate. With those type topics, all you can really give people is a compass that points in a direction. There is no true step-by-step roadmap that will work for every person, every company, and every culture. This truth leads to frustration, which can lead to questioning if it can even be done, and ultimately, it can lead to just giving up. I've seen it so many times over my career. People struggle with how. They struggle so much that after a few years of trying to change their culture, they will just give up on the current advice of whatever consultant they're working with. Then they will search out a new one in hopes that someone out there has the specific step-by-step instructions that will actually work. They don't find what they're searching for. They give up on the second consultant and search out another one. It's an endless cycle on repeat. Today, I wanted to go into the depth of how everyone needs to figure these things out for themselves, the role of an advisor on the process, and the importance of viewing failure as your friend. Again, I totally relate to the frustration of not knowing how, but it is possible to make true lasting change in your life or your company. It just requires a different method of thinking that is the complete opposite of following an instruction manual to put a piece of equipment together. It requires trying things with the acceptance that whatever you try will often not work. Everything you try that doesn't work is actually valuable. It helps you modify your path to further refine your efforts. Failure is actually your friend. Early in my career, I was given the task of helping a company implement fall protection in residential construction. 
I was new to safety and the technology available. I really didn't know how to tell them what to do. I didn't know what to do myself. But at the time, I thought that was my role, to tell the client exactly what to do. There were struggles with finding systems that would address the lack of clearance distance needed for personal fall arrest. There were tasks where scaffolds and guardrails just couldn't be used for fall protection. I remember asking my mentor what exactly I was supposed to do, and he couldn't explain it to me in a step-by-step instruction manual format. I was so frustrated at the time that I actually started to believe that my mentor was wrong, that he didn't know how to do it. But I didn't see the real truth. The real truth that my role was to help people figure this out on their own. My role was to be more of a coach, to help them draw the answers out of themselves instead of telling them what to do. I also didn't understand the concepts of coaching at the time, which elevated my frustrations. Now I do know that truth. There is no step-by-step fall protection plan that will work for every home, every apartment building, every condo, every nursing home or college dormitory that a contractor has to build. Each structure is unique. Each plan, even when created with the best intentions by the best experts, will experience little failures and have to constantly be modified and redirected along the way. The same concept applies to exercise. There is no one-size-fits-all exercise plan that fits everyone's body shape, lifestyle, available free time, and home life. You can give people pointers on different types of exercise, but no one has the same equipment or time available to follow the exact same plan. And even when a person finds an exercise plan that fits their life, they have to constantly modify it based on how busy they are from one week to the next. It's never exactly the same. So, of course, this idea also applies to culture change, implementing human performance, and intentional leadership development. When you are giving people awareness to tools that prevent or minimize human error, A tool that works for an auto manufacturer will not work in the exact same way for a construction company. You have to take the example as a compass that points in a direction and see if it can be modified to fit your organization. Then you try the tool out in the real world, and most likely you will find it doesn't work perfectly. In this moment, you can become frustrated, feel the tool isn't valuable, And some people will give up in this moment, but others will see the failure as a lesson learned. Failure is valuable. It helps you modify the tool even further to better fit what your people actually do in the real world. The tool could be a bad fit for your organization. Maybe the failure is telling you to move on and try a new tool. That is still a success. When you give a group a class on coaching techniques or deep instruction on a coaching model, it's important to remind them that a specific step-by-step coaching model won't always work. A coaching model is a compass that points in a direction, not a true step-by-step instruction manual. You have to be aware when the steps in the model aren't working 
And you may find that you need to be okay with accepting it didn't work today. And you have to try again tomorrow or even next week. But from there, you can modify your technique and try something new next time. You might even find that the environment you were coaching in just wasn't conducive to coaching at the time. The technique you tried that resulted in failure may actually work perfectly in another circumstance. You have to be willing to fail and fail again and see if the technique is the issue that needs to be modified. Or if it is being more aware of the circumstance that needs modification. By now, hopefully you are seeing the deeper concept I'm trying to communicate. The concept that failure is your friend. Failure is your teacher. Failure is a gift from God. This concept is extremely difficult in the safety performance arena. In the safety world, failure can mean death. In addition, we have been shaped for decades to believe that one recordable injury is unacceptable. How many of you have heard someone tell you all accidents are preventable? Is that really true? If it was true, who has really achieved that goal? If it was true and someone really knew how to prevent every single accident, then they would bottle up that magic safety dust, put it out on the market, and become a billionaire overnight. Every company would buy it from the UK to Canada, and insurance companies would go bankrupt. But is that really true? To view failure as your friend requires that we modify and challenge our current belief system. Are you willing to challenge your current belief system? In the words of Aristotle, it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. If you are willing to first listen to a new idea and then see if there is some truth in the new concept, then from that space, you might find that you can modify your previously held belief system in a way that produces better results. Think about this for a moment. The personal fall arrest system came about through failure. The trench box came about through failure. The seatbelt, the shoulder strap, the airbags in your car all came to be commonly accepted safety systems through the initial experience of failure. They came to be after people first experienced death. But if we don't accept failure as common to the jobs we perform or daily tasks such as driving a car, if we don't accept failure as an opportunity to learn then when death does occur, we tend to dwell in the remorse of how we failed and not truly learn from the lesson. I know I am probably engaging some limbic brain resistance with this concept, so let me say this. Death does suck. It sucks for the person who died, their families, their friends, and their co-workers. But what better way to honor the dead than to learn from their death methods to defend against it from happening again to somebody else. Sadness is natural in these circumstances, but can we also learn from the event and take massive action that leads to saving another future life? Failure is going to happen. We can either dwell in misery or learn from it and take action. 
So as messengers in this world, it is our job to communicate that the step-by-step instruction manual of how to do something just isn't always possible, especially for the most transformational subjects you are speaking on. What is possible is explaining concepts that point in a direction. What is possible is helping coach people to draw the real answers out of themselves. The people closest to the work actually have the best ideas. Our job as coaches is to draw those answers out of them, not to tell them step by step how to do it. To desire the specific steps to accomplish something great in your world is actually greed. It's not wanting to experience the failures that are necessary to achieve success. All the great members of our society look at failure in a different way than most people. They view failure as their friend, as their teacher. They view failure as their friend even when it is extremely painful. But when the success does come, it's so much sweeter. The more tolerant you can become to failure, the more you can accept that the wisdom you learn is just a compass that points in a direction and there is no perfect roadmap that anyone can give you that is perfect for your life experience. But if you do embrace this concept... How much sweeter will the success be when you look back on all the struggles you charged through to get to the successful place where you are? If you learned something valuable today, please share it with others. For more information, head over to leaderthink.com.